Welcome to Unfolding Words. This is episode number 37, The Snare of the Selfie Spirit. I'm your host, Antracia Moorings, and this is the weekly podcast dedicated to sharing biblical truth that offers light for your walk and life for your soul. If you're a regular, welcome back. If you're new to the podcast, welcome, and I hope you stick around till next week and the weeks to come. We live in a culture that says, look at me, and social media is proof of this. As I hopped on Instagram and Facebook this week, I was struck at how many selfies I ran across. Now, we all know what a selfie is. For those who don't know, it's when you take a picture of yourself, usually with your your phone's front-facing camera. What I've noticed is that they're not just regular selfies. I'm speaking of ministry selfies, you know, those photos that people take of themselves and they post a scripture or a word of encouragement or an invitation to a ministry event, something along those lines. But the focal point is always the person that you're looking at, the selfie that they've posted. And what I've discovered this week made me think of a line from A.W. Tozer's book, The Pursuit of God, which I read a while back. And a line that stuck out to me was this one. Promoting self under the guise of promoting Christ is currently so common as to excite little notice. This book was published in 1948. That was more than 70 years ago. And self was an issue in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned. And it was an issue in 1948 when Tozer wrote this book. And it's still an issue today. Tozer refers to the self-life in quotations, as a close woven veil we wear that is an enemy to our lives and a block to our spiritual progress. How many today would agree with this statement? How many of you would say that instead of denying self, we coddle it, we cater to it, and we promote it? Tozer goes on to write in his book, So I am bold to name the threads out of which this inner veil is woven. To be specific, the self-sins are these, self-righteousness, self-pity, self-confidence, self-sufficiency, self-admiration, self-love, and a host of others like them. They dwell too deep within us and are too much a part of our natures to come to our attention till the light of God is focused upon them. The grosser manifestations of these sins, egotism, exhibitionism, self-promotion are strangely tolerated in Christian leaders. Now, can you say amen to that? Because I know I did. I think I even highlighted this in my book. I understand that posting selfies is part of our culture. It's deeply ingrained practice in our modern culture. It's just what we do. But seeing how promoting self is trumping promoting God has me checking my own motives time and time again when I post on social media. A while back, someone had sent me a thank you and a compliment on social media for teaching a Bible study t- series. There was a Bible study series that I had done that they were thanking me for. And my first reaction was to retweet this compliment until I felt the need to check my motive. Why was I going to retweet it? Was I retweeting it to let those following me know how awesome I was or to share the link? to make people think more highly of me. When I realized that my motive wasn't as pure as I originally thought, I simply replied, thank you, without retweeting. I wish I could say that this was the case all the time. Now, I struggle with that fine line between healthy promotion and blatant self-promotion, and I'm usually the one who is more likely to not 
retweet or share things on social media just because I'd never want to cross that fine line. I never want to be guilty of just self-promotion in the name of Jesus Christ. I know what that breeds in people when they see it constantly, because I know what I think of it when I see it constantly. So think about when you see just one more selfie parading as an encouragement from the scripture or yet another selfie that is supposed to serve as ministry. Doesn't it make you wonder why? Why are people constantly pointing to themselves or posting pictures of themselves when they're trying to point you to Jesus? It's a very interesting phenomenon. Now, this desire for self-promotion is part of the evil condition of the human heart. We're all tempted to exalt ourselves in some way. If it's not through social media, it's going to be through some other way. But social media has a special way of encouraging and highlighting our indulgence in this temptation. Now, social media is not the cause of the self-promotion. It's only the platform through which our human heart can express its desires. But the popularity of this self-promotion should prompt us to think more about how we're dealing with this, especially because so many Christians seem to be walking the line of promoting under the guise of promoting Jesus, promoting themselves instead of promoting Jesus. Proverbs 27, 2 says, let another praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. Being on the other end of self-promotion gives us a clear view of just how undesirable it really looks. Even though self-promotion is pegged as the key to success, no one wants to constantly see their colleague, their friend, or their coworker constantly indulging in this habit. After a while, it becomes downright annoying. Maybe it's just me, but if you agree, just say amen. (laughs) Don't give into the voices that say you have to forsake humility in exchange for self-promotion to obtain success. Jesus's kingdom is an upside down kingdom and promotion according to Jesus's way doesn't happen to promotion according to the way that the world does it. Scriptures say that is one who is skillful in his work that will stand before kings while the self-promoter may be the one asked to return to his seat. So you don't have to have a PR machine behind you. You don't have to be constantly self-promoting you. If God wants to exalt you, he doesn't need any of those things. Psalm 75 and 7 says, But it is God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. God is very well capable of highlighting those who he wants to highlight. Richard Rittenbaugh in his sermon called Countering Presumptuousness, said this, the cure for presumptuous behavior is realizing what God has given us, where he has placed us and what is best for us at the time. If we work within the parameters that he has set for us, we will grow and we will perform the task he has asked us to do. I love that. Now he defined presumptuousness as an arrogant attitude of one who confidently assumes a thing to be true and then acts upon it. What it comes down to is taking upon oneself the authority to do something that has not been given at all or has been given to another. And he says in this sermon, as I said last time, in colloquial terms, we could say it's getting too big for your britches. So sometimes people are promoting themselves on social media for platforms that they want, but that they may not necessarily be called to. Let that not be named among us. 
And this is not just in Proverbs that this truth is spoken, but in all of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. There's this truth that Jesus states in his earthly ministry where he says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Like I mentioned, Jesus has an upside down kingdom. The way the world works is not the way that Jesus works. When our motives are to promote ourselves for the sake of recognition and to advance ourselves, we, we can expect that eventually all the work that we do will leave us spinning our wheels. And it may be that it doesn't happen on this earth, but it may be eternally. Jesus warns us not to seek the approval of men, but we must be seeking his approval constantly, constantly asking ourselves, Lord, where do I stand? Missionary Amy Carmichael, when she was offered a royal reward for her service in India, graciously declined that offer to be honored. She said she could not bear the thought of being honored in ways which her Lord Jesus avoided. If one truly wants to be a disciple, he must first give up his right to himself, which is a total abandonment, take up the cross, which means sooner or later you're going to suffer, and finally follow, which includes daily obedience. When we give in to self-promotion, we forget how wretched we are, how sinful we are. We're so busy looking at ourselves in a beautiful light that we're casting on ourselves that we forget really who we are. Oswald Chambers wrote, if we ever get a glimpse of what we are in the sight of God, we will never say, oh, I am so unworthy because we shall know we are beyond the possibility of stating it. So the more that we boost our self-esteem and the more that we self-promote, the more that it can lead to judgments about other people. This selfie spirit is a slippery slope because it can lead to other sinful patterns in our life. Just like the case of the Pharisee who stood up and prayed about himself, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. Jesus made it real clear that the man who was justified before God was the one who had acknowledged himself to be a sinner. Lord, have mercy on us. How many of us had even acknowledged ourselves to be sinners? We're so busy holding up our work and our ministry, our goodness up in the light that we fail to look at ourselves through the lens of scripture sometime. You know how you can slap an Instagram filter on something or a Snapchat filter on something to make it look better. We can often see ourselves through Jesus's goodness and be deceived into thinking that it's our own. We really have to be careful. Second Corinthians 10 verse 12 says, we do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves. They are not wise. Self-esteem is a slippery slope. So in the process of trying to convince ourselves that we are worthy, we may notice that some people who we thought were not worthy actually appear to be better than we are. And then this observation makes us want to investigate this further. And the enemy of our souls will gladly help us to magnify the failings of others so that we can feel good about ourselves. All of this without us even realizing what's going on. And then we have to justify ourselves and then build our self-esteem up. We begin to think like that publican that we thank God that we're not like the others. Lord, help us. 
I love this prayer by Charles de Foucault. He was a French priest who lived during the late 1800s. And he said, this is his prayer, deliver me, Jesus, from the desire to be praised, honored, glorified, preferred, consulted, or approved. Deliver me, Jesus, from the fear of being humiliated, criticized, forgotten, ridiculed, maltreated, and from the fear of what others will think. Oh, Jesus, give me the grace to desire that others would be loved and esteemed ahead of me, that in the eyes of the world they would increase while I decrease, and praise while I pass by unnoticed, that others would be preferred in all situations, that others would become more than myself, in order that I would be as holy as you want me to be. Now that's a prayer that many people don't want to pray, but probably need to pray. And so very often I go back and read this to remind myself that I need to be freed from that desire to be praised. Nobody wants to be forgotten, but we have to be freed from that sense of entitlement that we deserve a special place in ministry or we deserve this or that. We have we all have to be delivered from that. So, Lord, help us all. So why do we spend so much time promoting ourselves instead of the one who deserves it? We have to all ask ourselves that. And I'm constantly checking my heart to make sure that I don't fall down that slippery slope of the selfie ministry. So we can do this in three ways by not thinking of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. So it's not that you just don't want to think of yourself, but you want to think of yourself less. You don't want to think less of yourself. Just don't spend so much time thinking about yourself. Secondly, you want to check your motives before you post or repost something about yourself on social media. Ask yourself, why am I reposting this? Do I want other people to see all the lines of people who are complimenting me? We just have to really do a heart check when it comes to social media. And then thirdly, we want to share things so that people can know what we are involved in with the mind of Christ. And this is having the realization that it should always point back to Jesus. So just remember that the selfie spirit is sneaky and we just have to be cognizant of the way that it's working in our lives and especially how it manifests in how we're posting on social media. I'm sure Jesus wouldn't have an Instagram full of selfies talking about his travel itinerary, and neither should we. That's it for this week of Unfolding Words. I'd love for you to let me know that you're joining me this week. You can share a screenshot on social media, (laughs) speaking of social media, (laughs) and don't forget to tag me at Unfolding Words so that I know that you're tuning in. I love to be able to see the people who are listening. So please join me next week for another edition of this podcast. And until next week, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.